good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and we are back for another episode of the Daves and No Podcast, uh, shorthanded edition this time. Uh, MJ is unfortunately not feeling well, um, kind of lost his voice, so at least according to him, um, which, you know, that would make a really great podcast for everybody if MJ didn't have his voice on it. Yeah, I'm um, just saying, MJ, when I lost my voice, I was here. Just kidding. Uh, yes. Well soon. yes, we're definitely kidding. Sorry, MJ. Uh, hopefully it's not the Rona. Um, I know he went and got a COVID test. So hopefully it's just, you know, a cold or some, you know, some virus or something that's not Corona. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have him back very, very soon. And uh, but we'll we're going to sh- soldier on regardless. We have a, a couple just- games. Yeah. Gonna do what we do, and Jess is gonna now interrupt Zeller instead of interrupting MJ. So here we go. There we go. Uh, all right. So uh, Patreon.com. If you want to support our Patreon, if you're not already, again, um, you know we have some beers uh, that'll be going out soon. Hopefully, we'll be looking at one, potentially one more beer. We need to chat with Christian Hop Clouds um, and figure out a schedule for them. Um, honestly, since they're the ones who brew the beer, we will, we really work with them to make sure it's uh, acceptable and, and um, you know on their timeline. So. Once we have a better idea, we'll let you know um, if there will be a, a, a final beer for the end of the season. Uh, if not, we'll be on the lookout again for starting this up again next year. So um, please continue to support the, the Patreon. Uh, and yeah, we definitely have been chatting about doing a victory watch party with uh, MJ, Jess, and myself um, in person with some drinks and sit and watch victory that Jess has never seen. Uh, and I believe and has I'm, never heard of. I never heard of the 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 soccer classic victory um and i own uh, a jersey from the uh replica jersey from the, from the movie so it'll be fun nice. um maybe try and do some video with that one too uh, yeah you better wear it anyways uh patreon.com slash daves i know it helps support the daves that you know all right we had a couple games this week uh one we'll talk just a little bit about because you know the less said about that game the better uh, a second game, which we'll actually talk a lot more about because that game was fucking fun as hell. Uh, so let's start with the first one. Let's start with the bad. Uh, Sporks four, Loons zero. Um, as I said, the less said about this game, the better. Um, Minnesota United in their uh, history has never beaten uh, Kansas City in Kansas City during the regular season. They did go down to Kansas City last year and beat them, uh, but they've never uh, won a regular season game against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, that's probably not going to change this year. To be fair, uh, to to Heath, they had almost no one to play. Um, they finally played, and this is not—I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but that is like, and that's partly his fault too, because of you know, uh, his totally dumbass. his fault, one hundred percent. However, uh, they finally uh, played Hunu as a second striker, which I think everybody, when they saw the lineup, was like, "Oh, Unu and Adi, that should be good." And then they proceeded wah, to get no, wah, wah. no shots on goal for the Loons in this game. Um, the game was over by like the. 25th minute 
uh, especially over in the by the 45th minute when we gave up a PK uh, and then Johnny Russell buried, buried it. Um, DJ Taylor got the shit kicked out of him by the aforementioned Johnny Russell and Kiri Sheldon all nights. The game ended uh, as it ended up as a the, the Loons were playing a, a 3-4-2-1 formation with four center backs on the pitch, which seemed weird and not correct. Um, anyways, in the 58th minute, uh, clearly Adrian Heath decided that the game was over. He brings in Kalman Raitala and, and Joseph Rosales. Uh, Joseph Rosales, who actually played, I think, pretty well, honestly, of, of the, all the players, he probably played the best, who came on for Frank Payne, who started for the first time in a while, DJ Taylor uh, and Ja'Cory Hayes. And then Robin Lude got on for the last 23 minutes of the game. Again, no shots on goal for the Loons. This was just an absolutely dreadful match to watch. Luckily, I only watched like the second half of it, um, basically after the game was well over. So anyways, yeah, Jess. I watched the first two minutes and then I'm dog sitting still. So I had to, I was like, oh, I should let the dogs out. So I paused it, right? I paused it. And by the time, like not five minutes later, I get a, a alert on my phone while I'm watching the dogs. And it's like, oh, one zero. And I was like, fuck my life. I'm on pause for 10 fucking minutes and the game's over. You, I felt like once that, that they scored so quickly, I was like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to be good. I just, I just. I, but like, okay, it's one thing to lose, but to lose four zero and such an a, a deplorable showing, I just can't, uh, just can't. I, so here's my big question from this game. Who cried harder, Inchi or the rest of us? And it's a resounding the rest of us because Inchi was busy saying like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, when you're not fit, that's football, blah, blah, blah. And no, Inchi, when you play your players onto the injury list, that's what happens. I blame you and only you. You expletive, expletive, expletive. <laughs> you can swear. On, we have the E on the, uh, we have the explicit on the podcast. So. Uh, I know, but I just, it's just so, it's just so root by now. Yeah. I will, uh, I'll answer this question after we get through the LA Galaxy game because he was crying again after the LA Galaxy game um, for reasons, obviously. So, so we put that behind us. Did he really? Wait, for real cry? Well, not cry, not, not actually like physically cry, but he was bitching and moaning about um, how everybody doubts Minnesota United again, you know, again. Oh, yeah, they doubt us because of you, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, all right, what's, Let's get off the the negativity train and mm-hmm. onto the positivity train. Mm-hmm. Uh, LA Galaxy zero, Minnesota United FC three. Um, just a hell of a game. I think the big things. Um, so there's some you know stuff that was happening pre pre match with uh, the the supporter groups all came out and said that they were not going to um, have capos uh, in lieu of Minnesota United not having a vaccine or negative test requirement for entry into the stadium. That was a big, the dark clouds dropped their uh, statement on that on Thursday. And then that was quickly followed up by the red loons and the Thunderwall. And then TNE reluctantly finally said, okay, we're not gonna have capos on Saturday afternoon. Um, the team, I think uh, knowing that people are upset, put out a kind of bullshit. Oh, we require, we, we encourage masks. 
and we require masks in certain areas, um, but we encourage them. For Which anybody. areas are those? The any, anything indoors, so bathrooms and all, but also like all the club level stuff and all the. Well, they know, fancy. encourage them there. Yeah. Well, no, no, they know they said it's the they, they changed the, the other politics to require them in those sections, but like they encourage they've been encouraging masks. I use those I use air quotes um, for the entire season and actually required them, um, you know, in those first few games when there was the limited capacity. So mm-hmm. it's just a weird the team is just behind on this and they need to get their shit together. And and hopefully um, seeing some of the, you know, the, the people who support you and, and who actually, you know, make your shit go. Um, and I heard I heard from several people that the atmosphere on in this on the broadcast was clearly not as robust as it normally is without without the capo. So clearly, you know, these people who are volunteers, all of them are volunteers, are providing mm-hmm. something um, atmosphere wise to the stadium. And hopefully the team um, wises up and gets their shit together and we can not have to deal with this anymore. And well, every- that's the whole thing is like I was asked by you know, people, I'm a loud ass bitch, right? So like people who have asked me if I might be interested in, in taking on a role like that, a game or just trying it out. Yeah. And and honestly, I don't want to face the crowd for the game. I want to watch the fucking match. So yeah. no, <laughs> it's a- off to these people that are so, so willing. Like you support Minnesota United so much, you'd rather face the crowd and keep the chant on tune and key and pace then watch the actual fucking match that's how <laughs> much you care like yeah we salute you yeah for sure and definitely don't want those people um in any harm's way whatsoever so i think that's that was the point that the dark clouds uh, board came to and, and um and I, I was really happy that you know two uh, the two other sgs uh, sg and then the you know when thunderwall is not technically an sg but you know they work under the umbrella of wonderwall uh, immediately we're basically yes we support this and then uh, luckily the other tne finally came along um i know they're probably not happy about it but i think it's for the good of the of you know the section and everything so um but yeah so we had that messy drama from thursday on which didn't help after we had just got the shit kicked out of us by kansas city uh yeah. everybody's kind of upset with each other loon's twitter is a, is a is a interesting place sometimes if you if you engage with it uh, but most times. <laughs> most times, but especially after losses, uh, especially after the, somebody puts out a controversial statement um, that one SG is definitely not going to like. So I, I, I get sometimes get sucked into it and I, I try to avoid getting sucked into it if I possibly can. So I pretty much stayed off of uh, Twitter on Thursday and, and most of Friday as well. So but anyways, you, rise above. <laughs> anyways, so this is the first match we had both uh, Lude, Frank Payne and Reynoso back all together again since I believe early August. Um, I think the uh, someone put out a tweet uh, or mentioned it, I think in one of the slacks I'm in that they've played like a hundred, like these three players have together have played like 123 minutes or something this season to- in total, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of bonkers. And so basically uh, Adrian runs, runs out what I think he would probably consider his clo- quite possibly the closest to his best starting 11 for Minnesota United. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that he's be- tried that many different combinations of 11. Right. You could make an argument that um, Unu up top, if he's clicking, and then Lude on the right um, is probably the best starting eleven. Uh, mm-hmm. But across the back line, he has a, he has all the players that he wants. Trap and Alonso are both fit and healthy again, um, and uh, so yeah. So you could possibly 
you know, Finley's been playing out of his fucking mind. So I don't know why you, I don't think you would take Finley off right at this point, especially if Unu doesn't have his scoring boots on right now. But anyways, uh, Minnesota plays the four, two, three, one that Adrian Heath likes to play with loot up top um, as the basically a, you know, reserve striker. Um, and then Minnesota United scores one of the quickest goals. I think they've scored in quite some time uh, in the fourth minute. Uh, Babelo, Emmanuel Reynoso gets a ball from Lud. It's a deep speculative long ball from, I believe it was uh, Debassi who hit it and basically hits it. it it's played to the Galaxy. Um, the Galaxy defender doesn't really clear it very well, so Lude's able to take it down. He fit, then faces up the Galaxy uh, defenders, um, a midfielder, and then both center backs. Both get sucked in uh, to Lude. Lude's at the... Um, he's at the top of the box. He's not like not going to probably take a shot there, but both mm-hmm. all three of those defenders get sucked in. Uh, he sees Reynoso sort of streaking on his left. He just taps the ball back, kind of almost back, um, back into the left, uh, sees Reynoso passes to him and he just slots it in the right corner uh, past Jonathan Quinsman, who didn't even dive on this one. He had no, I, I think he was um, blinded by his defender. He had no chance at it. It was a, just a brilliant goal. Um, a great work by Robin Lude, who I you know, did all the work to take the ball down uh, and, um, you know, back, back down, a, back down a defender. And then, and then basically, you know, sort of go straight at them and sort of draw the defenders into them. This is a, um, a, a staple of Lude's game throughout the day, actually, honestly. So um, brilliant yeah. goal. And we're up one, nothing. In four minutes. In four minutes. And, it, yeah. and I was, I had just um, tweeted you know, hey, I showed up Minnesota United, so please don't make me cry like you did on Wednesday, you know, not yeah. said, but, but said. And um, then they scored and I, I was like, okay, okay, here we go. Thank you. That's what I showed up for. At least like goal on four minutes. I'm pleased as punch. Um, please keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, just not, you know, there was a, uh, actually an interesting um, almost chip by LA about three minutes later where they, uh, they almost okay. chipped Tyler Miller um, who had a, he played a, a poor pass and then um, yeah, there's some kind of crappy defending, uh, but Minnesota kept it, kept a Tyler Miller kept, kept the ball out. Um, and then in the 20th minute, Emmanuel Rosso sc- scores again, this time a, an absolutely uh, stonking left foot shot from, um, just like just inside the box. I want to say maybe a step or two inside the box, but this goal is set up. Uh, Chase Gasper passes to Frank Payne. Uh, Frank Payne finds Reynoso um, out on the right. He kind of makes cuts in to the left and then starts kind of cutting out to the right. Sebastian Legette just gets juked out of his pants and allows Reynoso to take the shot on his left. And then he buries it into the top right corner. Um, that's where my face would have been generally most games. Um, so it was an absolutely, uh, again, amazing goal from Reynoso and that dude looked fired up, uh, after that he was definitely, he was definitely here for the game. So, well, I was, we were all here for the hat trick, right? Like two in the first half. I'm like, Oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He didn't do it, but that's okay. Cause we still, you know, pulled it out. Yeah. How do you say that guy's name? Leggett? Legette. Legette. Well, Legette. I didn't call him. I didn't hassle him by his 
uh, I didn't pronounce his name correctly as I was hassling him. I said, Leggett, get out of my house <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah, it's Sebastian Legette too. So it's, it's even. I don't remember when. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it, yeah, it's, he's a very attractive man though, too. So um, there was one guy, one enemy that I found particularly attractive. Oh, okay. So during the second half of the first half. Okay. Yeah. The second part of the first half. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, everybody puts on their pretty pink pennies and starts warming up. And, um, and like Chicharito is the last one to join, right? Like he's straggling behind. And there's this little kid in row three of section 36. He's there with his whole family. He has a sign. It's like Chicharito, it's my birthday, blah, blah, blah. Dude does not even make eye contact. He can clearly hear him, right? Like this whole front section. And then people were like getting up out of their seats and into my line of sight to, to take pictures of this dude warming up. Who is that? And and why is he such an asshole diva? Because that kid deserved his attention, at least a wave, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, Chicharito is a is probably one of the more famous Mexican soccer players um, right now. Um, I don't know why he's an asshole, other than he's played um, at big time European. Uh, English teams. Uh, he played well, played for Bayer Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, and then he played for um, Manchester United in in well, the Well, he came to the league where they come to die, so get yep. over it. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's you should like have you're old. You're not going to get this kind of attention that much longer. Yeah. Look at this fucking kid, motherfucker. You should have told him that. Um, oh, I tried. <laughs> Believe me, I tried. Well, you know, it's I'm glad he didn't have a very good game then because uh, you know what? Yeah, classless motherfucker. That's what you get. Karma. You can't pay attention to your little your little fans. Fuck you. Yeah. So was that your Chicharito rant or um or do you have yep. more? <laughs> but okay. there's another one, another enemy that was quite cute. It wasn't legit or whatever. Um it was Somebody had to tell me who it was on on the twits. It was. This is great podcasting. Nicholas Dupuis. Oh, Dupuis, yes, yes. Very handsome motherfucker. He did not get <laughs> any play that game, but if he had come to the black heart afterwards, he would have gotten play for me. <laughs> uh, yes, he is a he is an attractive man. Most so- you know that's the thing. Most soccer players are fairly attractive, and when. Remember that was kind of the joke with uh, when Wes bought the black heart and told all the regulars that he'd be bringing soccer in. Um, mm-hmm. They after they watched a few games, they they all went to him like, "You didn't tell us that these are just hot young men running around." <laughs> like, Man meat. What did you? Why did you tell us that this was just a bunch of hot young men running around? We would have been totally down for this from the get go. So. Big shout out to Matt Axelson for uh, one paying attention to my swooning twit and identifying my lust object. Much appreciated. 
Okay. Yeah. Ready for the second half. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Um, all right. So then we move on. Uh, second half. Um, not much goes on. And then the 66th minute, Minnesota gets another goal. This one from uh, our man, Ethan Finley, uh, who gets, who collects a absolutely brilliant ball from uh, Frank Payne. Um, so this one, again, this is Lude and Reynoso draw two um, Galaxy defenders. They're about 30 yards from where the ball even is, uh, from where Fragapane is with the ball. Um, they draw two defenders about 30 yards away from, from where the ball actually ends up. Uh, Fragapane sees Finley running in from the right to the center of the pitch. He just lifts a perfect ball over the defenders. Uh, the defender that had chased after Lude is the one who actually ends up keeping Finley on side, not even the defender that Finley was on, because it looked... You know, if you're watching it in real time, it looked like Finley was way off sides, but it looked he was, close for sure. Yeah, he was waiting for the VAR. But um, but yeah, the 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 defender that Lude and and Reynoso that they had drug, um, out and away had kept the had kept Finley on side. Um, Finley allows the ball to come on him perfectly. Um, he takes it and he finishes it fairly well. I think Quinsman probably should have done better with that one. He probably could have got a foot on it or something. Um, but it was a great finish by Finley, uh, just to score a goal and basically ice the game for minnesota 66 minute minnesota goal from uh ethan finley so i know finley. you are a fan you are a fan of finley so i am i'm even bigger fan when he scores <laughs> and you know he's keeping that dad bod thing in check i'm still on that train big heart to my man finley yeah uh but i'm not wrecking that home <laughs> just, I, just so mrs finley knows yes just, i mean just so you not that uh, not that you have anything to be worried about here um meanwhile nicholas dupuis is like 10 years younger than me yeah disgusting yeah he's also over a foot taller than me yep hey hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then there's not much uh, else that is of note here. In the 70th minute, uh, Hunu comes on for Hunu and Hayes come on for Reynoso and Lude. I think that was mostly probably a planned substitution, um, mm -hmm. assuming that Minnesota was leading in this game. Uh, made it much easier when uh, they have three goals as opposed to two goals. Uh, Reynoso and Lude both obviously coming back from injuries, so want to make sure. Thank God for ETH uh, trying to limit their minutes, I guess. Um, <laughs> Or somebody like trying to make him limit their minutes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's just do, uh, since we have a, uh, a very abbreviated uh, version of the podcast, let's just do Freddie Adu's for Minnesota. Um, let's just do the good. Cause I don't, there, I don't think there was anybody that was particularly bad uh, in this game. I, I kept an eye on Metanier cause you guys have been beating up on him lately and I did not see any major kerfuffles. So he had a good game. He, or he, I guess he had an okay game. He was not bad. He, he has, he has, he has had been bad. He has have had past participles. He has have had, have been bad. He has, I don't, had. He has had been, been bad. Better no, it's <laughs> correct. He's actual proper. Uh, I don't want to use past participles. Um, yes, he's, he's had better games, uh, in the past. And then, yeah, again, he wasn't super bad, um, in this game. Uh, and so I don't know. I went, with the obvious one, Reynoso, two goals, um, literally uh, created the third goal with his movements. Hard to top Reynoso for uh, Freddie Adu, uh, good man of the match. Um, Jess, who do you got? I mean, just for variety's sake, I got to call out my man Finley because, like, if that goal, third goal had been Reynoso, 
clearly, hands down, hat trick, you win. But, you know, I knew you or MJ would go Reynoso. So I just had to give a little shout out, a little credit where credit's due, a third of it to Finley. Also, you know, I would actually, you could make a very, you could make a legitimate case for uh, uh, Fragapane too. Uh, he had two assists. Um, both of them were great, you know, just great vision. He saw the perfect opening um, with Reynoso, gave him, he, he saw Reynoso in a bunch of space with an opportunity to turn up and, and to, to um, face up to goal uh, and see a shot. And then with the Finley one, that's an absolutely, that's an inch perfect ball. You, if you hit that ball slightly wrong, it, it, it takes a bigger bounce. Um, Finley's not able to run onto it. So Klinsman's out there to get it. Uh, the defenders can catch up to him because he has to, you know, has to take it off his chest or something. It was an absolutely perfect ball. And, and um, we've seen kind of basically what the uh, what the team looks like with obviously with Reynoso in it, but like a good Frank uh, Fragapane um, on the left. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say even Chase had, a, had a, I think, a uh, pretty good game as well, by all by, by, you know, by all standards as well. What this team looks like with Chase and Fragapane playing well off of one another is entirely different than what we saw against Seattle and what we saw against um, Sporting Kansas City. So um, those two guys getting on the same page is is maybe it's not as important as Reynoso staying healthy for the rest of the year, but it's pretty damn important. I think you can you could deal with Reynoso out for a week or so if you have uh, Fragapane and and Chase Gasper playing knowing what each other is doing and playing well off of one another. No, I can't object to that. All right. Um, so our big question for this match is, uh, the question is, my God, does anyone have any thinner skin in professional sports than Adrian Heath? Um, there's a uh, MLSsoccer.com article that came out today. Here's, a, here's one of the quotes from it. Some of the stuff that was said, you would have thought that the season was over and may, may as well go home, he said Saturday night. So the, the demise of Minnesota United is probably not as great as some people think. The man just can't. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, um, I'm paraphrasing here, um, that basically like if, you know, if LAFC lost Vela or Seattle lost Ruby Diaz or, you know, if, if big teams lost their best players, then they would struggle too, to which... Um, I would respond yes, and all of these teams have <laughs> lost their best players and are still playing pretty fucking well. LAFC, okay, I'll give you that one. You know, they lose a Vela and they're they they may not make the playoffs. They're they're that bad right now. Um, but Chicharito Chicharito was out for a long time. LA Galaxy was in third place going into this game. Uh, um, fucking Alan Polito has been out for Sporting Kansas City. Uh, they're still. Top of the top of the table in the Western Conference, uh, Seattle hasn't had their fucking be- one of their best players, Jordan Morris, for the entire season. Um, they've lost Ladero and Rui Diaz. They're still second place in the table. Now they're maybe trending a little bit downward. Now they have had a couple crappy games, and, and we should we probably should have beat them in Seattle. Um, if you know maybe we'd have Reynoso, but uh, you can't say that about your players um, and and complain about the media saying that maybe you're not as good as you thought you were, or like, I don't even think people were saying that they're not as good or that they were out of the playoffs so much as just mentioning, Hey, this team is definitely a one trick pony. And he even admits that he's like, maybe are, are we too reliant on, on Reynoso? Well, maybe he said, I think that's actually literally an exact quote. Well, maybe you can't, if, if, if you, 
people are pointing out the thing that you are basically admitting to. You can't then be upset about the fucking media pointing out the thing that you just kind of admitted to. <laughs> or am I? Or am I just? Am I a crazy person? I I, I engaged with somebody on on Heath out Heath and stuff uh, over the weekend, and I I I feel like I may just be cra- a crazy person and taking crazy pills. So, um, you and Heath. That's fair. We're both crazy. Uh, okay, so let's think about this. We are 24 matches played. We have 34 points. We're standing at number seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing with the um, thing with the MLS table is that, you know, fourth to seventh is only like four points. <laughs> um, so it's like the the Eastern Conference has got um, like one really, really good team, like two okay teams, and then the rest of it's just kind of a, a sh- uh, like a crapshoot. Um, <laughs> honestly, legitimately, the Western Conference, uh, I mean, Sporting KC is in first with 46 points. The Sounders are in second with 45 points. They have a game in hand. Colorado's third, 44 points with a game in hand, right? So the top three teams in the, in the Western Conference are all within a point of, you know, two points of one another. Two of those teams have a game in hand. And then you get to the, um, you know, the, basically the, the, the rest of the playoff uh, bracket, 38 for the Galaxy, 37 for Portland, 36 for RSL, 34 for us. We have a game in hand on all three of those teams, right? So we win that game in hand. We're in, we're in fifth place um, and with an opportunity to pass the Galaxy, who are reeling now. They are, I think they're winless in their last seven games or something like that. So, really, yeah. Um, I mean, and then, but then you go down LAFC in eighth place with 33 points. Uh, Vancouver has 30 points with uh, a game in hand on LAFC. Um, not on us. We were, you know, us and Vancouver, the two teams that have a game in hand here at the uh, sort of the, the second half of the, of the table. So, yeah. I mean, from it, it even, you know, even, even San Jose is uh, in, you know, 10th place with 30 points. So like they put a, they go on a run, they could, they can make some noise, but like it's, it's just a bunch of teams beating up on one another, I think. And um, again, the, yeah, the galaxy are reeling. Um, if we get rain also back, like we're looking good. If we beat Houston this weekend, I think we're, we'll be in a much better position. We have Colorado at home coming up we in a couple of weeks. Houston this weekend. Yeah. They've they played 26 matches and have 26 points. Yeah. They're, they are, they're not good. <laughs> they are very, very not good. So, and I'm very, you know, I know it's kind of schadenfreude, but I feel very good about Austin being in last fucking place right now. <laughs> yeah, they because they they came up. And play, I mean, imagine if we beat beat them instead of losing to them early in the season. Like, uh, I know that's why I'm happy about yeah. this. The schadenfreude is for Toronto, who's sitting uh, has played 25 games uh, and have 18 points. Um, that is who you should have the schadenfreude for because uh, that team um, has spent and. I think they're, I think in terms of payroll, they are number one or number two in terms of how much money they're playing. No, really? Yeah. Is that what the Canadian exchange rate then? I think they pay them in American dollars. I don't think they pay them in Canadian dollars. So they probably do. Yeah. It's, uh, no, I think that, no, I think most pro pro sports contracts they're written, they get paid in American dollars now. Cause yeah, I think no one, cause no one would go to Canada if you were paid in Canadian dollars. Um, at least most of our lifetime. Well, but that would make sense why they pay like they're top of the pay scale, right? Yeah, there's they pay a shit ton of money for not not some good results. Anyways, I don't know. That, so that's my question. Um, does anyone in, in 
professional sports have thinner skin than uh, one Mr. Adrian Heath. He's such a, he's like, he's got a certain set of like, he's kind of like, remember when you were a kid and like some toys, you pulled the string in the back and they like said a one of seven phrases, right? I feel like that's totally inchy. It's like, oh, we're doing well. Don't underestimate us. We're the losers. <laughs> oh, we're doing poorly. Well, that's football for you. Like, <laughs> it's very mechanical. Goals, and goals, change, goals change games. <laughs> that's one like, of the other ones. Yeah, two to three players away. Like, shut the fuck up, Inchi. I'm tired yeah. of it. Oh, man, we should. Um, honestly, I think a legitimately good merch idea would be to, like, manufacture a doll that with all those phrases in it. Because we could do, we could easily, we could easily pull five or six, like probably right now. Just, uh, yeah, goals change games, two to three players away. Um, uh, everyone underestimates us. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, no, we would find actual quotes. It could be like Build a Bear, like they offer that shit, like that audio chip or whatever. Okay. I'm looking into this. Yeah. We are brilliant, by the way. Like, why don't they hire us at the United to be their merch team? I don't know. It's a very good question. Because uh, we'd make you millions, yo. Mostly because it's probably the Fanatics is the ones who have the, the contract for that. So we should talk to Fanatics. So they may be able to do that. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. So and moving on. Say, Thank you for the idea. Bye. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's sort of on the sort of same vein. Um, I didn't put this in the notes, but um, our man, Luchi Gonzalez, just got fired from uh, FC Dallas. Um which made my uh, Heath out boner just start raging. So Wait, um, tell me more. He was about my raging Heath out boner or about Luchi well, Gonzalez losing I mean, his job. Not I mean, in any not, detail. Not that kind of podcast, Jess. <laughs> I, um, I mean, the context for the happening. So Luchi, uh, yeah, after they lost, so they lost on to Houston on Sunday, um, and which is not good. And they, uh, yeah, they relieved him of his duties. Uh, as manager of uh, of FC Dallas, he has I think his record was like 29, 26 and 32. So basically not quite a 500 manager. Um, he had previously been like their their academy director for um, quite some time until um, uh, Oscar Pereja left. And then um, when Pereja, then he took over as the academy director when Oscar Pereja left the first time. And then Preya came back, and then when Preya left uh, to go to, to Orlando, I think in 2019, um, Luchi Gonzalez was promoted from academy director to their uh, manager. Um, you know, they made the playoffs a couple times. They didn't uh, make, oh yeah, they won. They made the playoffs last year, and they won a playoff game actually. Um, but they've, you know, 20, I think I believe in 2016, FC Dallas was like the Supporter Shield winners, and they won the U.S. Open Cup that year. And ever since then, the team's been kind of on a I want to say like down, like a spiral or downward. They've just kind of been on a, you know, the same trajectory. Sometimes some seasons they're decent. Some seasons they're like, you know, they're right at the playoff line. Um, like I said, they won a playoff game last year with Lucci. Um, you know, he, they, they didn't play poorly or super poorly for him, but I, I just think according to the, uh, the reports that I saw, I think on the athletic today, um, they just, the people who own FC Dallas, uh, the hunts, um, just want to have a, you know, I think they're, they're happy with their academy because they sell a bunch of players every year. And so they make money that way, but they also need someone 
but SC Dallas is notoriously like they're notorious for not spending money, not bringing in uh, players. I mean, they lost Weston McKinney. They lost some really good players uh, from their academy without getting much of anything with them from the first team. So, um, you know, FC Dallas is, is great in terms of developing players, but they don't do a ton to bring those players up. Um, and I think that was maybe the the nail in the coffin for Lucci is that he was mm-hmm. very protective of them and he didn't want to bring up players. Like, I mean, Ricardo Pepe has been playing off and on with FC Dallas for the last two years. Clearly that dude, <laughs> like he's like top, you know, near the top of the league for goal score. I mean, clearly that guy should have been playing for the last two and a half years um, with the first team. And so I think that is probably part of the decision and the frustration with uh, the FC Dallas ownership. So I don't know for sure, but they definitely said they wanted to go in a different direction. And my guess is they'll, you know, they have their sporting director. I can't remember the name of the guy is the interim manager now. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, Lucci Gonzalez is a free agent. My guess is he'll probably take um, a U.S. job, either the U-20s or U-23s. Marco Ferruzzi. Yes, Marco Ferruzzi. Yes, thank you. So yeah, my guess is, um, yeah, he'll probably take a, he'll take a, my guess he'll take a, some sort of a youth academy or, or you, uh, youth coaching job. Um, I believe the U-20s and U-23s for the U.S. is probably open if he wants it. So um, that is, that was some of the, the scuttlebutt in the, one of the slacks that we're in as well, that more than likely that's where he'll end up. So that's not necessarily United news. Other than I'm trying to like will Luchi Gonzalez to Minnesota United into existence as really? either I'm just trying I'm trying to will it into existence. I'm trying to put it out into the world and let the world make the magic happen. Um, I do not think it's gonna happen, <laughs> but man, man, oh man, that would be uh that'd be pretty fucking awesome. So let's get to actual United news. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh the Loons parted ways with their senior director of sports science, uh Damian Roden earlier this week. Um, clearly the team had sort of lost faith with him. Uh, he previously was the senior director. He, he did work for the Wales national team as well as for the Seattle Sounders. I think um, I'm not sure if you were on the podcast yet at this point, Jess, but I know uh, for sure it was me and MJ. And I think it was Dan. We, when they announced that they were hiring this guy, we were pretty excited about him. He's got a, um, a decent resume. Like I said, working with the Wales national team, he worked for Seattle mm-hmm. for, for years um, but clearly the, the team is not liked that we've had so many injuries, the, that they have not, um, recovered, uh, as quickly as they had hoped. So I think that, you know, push comes to shove and, and Damien Roden's out the door. Uh, Patrick Wea was officially loaned out, uh, to Sacramento Republic, um, where he'll join Nabil Kugambuchi, uh, who was our draft pick last year, um, playing for Sacramento. Hopefully the kid gets some minutes. I think he's only played about, 15 or 20 minutes with the MLS team and considering um, there wasn't a, you know, you don't Minnesota doesn't have a Minnesota United two to play with. Um, it's really good. They only have about eight or nine games left in their season. So really hoping that he can get in, get into the mix for Sacramento Republic. Uh, Chase Gasper also, uh, they, the team announced that he has signed a four-year contract extension. So um, good for him. Uh, maybe he can get some, uh, uh, sign up for hymns, um, get some hair replacement. You're muted, Jess. <laughs> well, if he wants a referral, he should see my dermatologist. She's a genius. Um, came straight from New York. Seriously, regrew. 
pairs of peoples I know. <laughs> there you go. Um, that shall remain nameless. Perfect. We don't need to name names on this podcast. Uh, then unless uh, re- they're you know not our friends. Fair. Uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Anoso was named to the uh, team of the week, uh, which I think was pretty obvious. He scored two goals. You're definitely in team of the week. Uh, and then finally, the team announced, uh, I believe it was today on a tweet, that uh, they announced a fall schedule for the youth development program, um, which is part of the that new MLS Next uh, uh, initiative that was launched, God, I think last last fall. Anyway, when they tried to, when they like rejiggered the, the youth development system, um, they created this MLS next, which is MLS teams. And then there's a bunch of other teams around the country that are applying. They're trying to keep everything more centrally located in terms of, um, you know, pods of teams and all that. So you're not doing a ton of traveling. Um, cause yeah, teams are traveling all over the country and they, they don't want to do that. Uh, the games start this weekend, actually on the 25th, uh, and go through the 31st of October. Uh, it's, there's U15, U17 and U19 teams. However, not all teams are playing the same number of games uh each weekend for example i think this weekend it's just the u15s are playing a team from chicago and then some some weekends the team the, the the teams that are coming have all three levels some weekends it's only they only have two of the levels or some weekends it's only one of the levels so um, not all the teams will be playing the same number of matches but it is good that they finally have actual matches and not just um you know practices and tryouts and things of that nature so so good on the loons for finally announcing that everybody's been waiting to figure out what the hell is going to happen with the youth development program. So I know I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I know. Yes. You know, think about that. Uh, Dupuy being only 10 years younger than you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> now I can start like looking at the U whatever team the, you can lust after the U19s. Cause they're technically legal. So they're legal. Right. Um, I'm not sure that I'm ready. For, yeah. I think I'll, I'll, I'll confine myself to the um, adult league. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about the Loon's Magic Playoff number update. And, uh, and yeah, talk a little bit about the upcoming match. Against oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Let's take a break. MJ had a thought about the new director of sports science guy. And I'm going to read it okay. in his absence. He says, all I ask is that in my absence, say that, quote, Minnesota United hiring of a new director of sports science only to be set up as a fall guy for the team injuries slash fitness issues become inevitable. You, you are inevitable is getting a lot of conspiracy takes on MJ Anon. I was just going to say, you're reading some fucking MJ Anon shit right there. And I cannot abide it. So let's take a break. When we come back, we will, we'll discuss everything else. I represent you, MJ. <laughs> you want me to be that type of dude. And I want to be who you like me to, but we both. All right, and we are back, and we have another Loons Playoff Magic number update from Jess. Jess, take it away. All right, so 
we have two games to update, unfortunately. I'd only like to talk about one. Uh, so, against the Sporks, uh, MJ predicted zero, Jess zero, David one. Actual loons points, zero. Good job, guys. I figured we could at least sneak something from Peter Vermees, but I was totally dead ass wrong. So, well, we were, I mean, I would, man, a draw would have been delightful in fucking the great blue hell or whatever it is. Um, Blue hell, yep. The more inspiring update LA Galaxy. MJ's prediction was a draw with one point. Jess, a win with three. David, a win with three. We were right. We got three points. That gives us a total of six since we started the magic number. Which is great. Um, I'll, I will point out, so Jess, you and I are, are, are three of four. And MJ is two of four. Um, the only two MJ were correct on were predicting uh, zero points. So... We are the way more optimistic of the two. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. I, uh... as, as evidenced by our, our total points at the end of the, of this whole uh, exercise, um, a good point to th- or a good thing to point out here is that um, there is a uh, m- very much consensus around uh, this upcoming match against uh, Houston on Saturday and it all should be good. So. Right. Spoiler we all alert. predicted, we all predicted a win. And so we better get it. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's let's talk about that game very briefly. I feel like we've played much like Sporting Kansas City. We feel like we've played Houston like five times. A million this times. Year. Yeah. Um, the, the again the annual uh, or semi annual or every every three weeks Dylan Walpers Derby um, takes place uh, this coming Saturday, the twenty fifth at Allianz. Uh, it is the. Why do we Animal. always do that? I still don't get it. Do what? The Wolpers Derby. Oh, it's it's a joke that uh, the supporters started, and it was kind of funny. And then the team decided to embrace it, and then it just became. Now we're just like now we're doing it like, you know, every time we play them. Yeah, um, with a with a, a bit of irony, because um, the team has embraced it. So now it's like, oh yeah, the Dylan Wolpers Derby. Wah wah. Okay, let's go. Um, but yeah, the team has. Uh, has embraced it and now just like anything like it's not cool anymore so we don't need so, to yeah. dive into it um one thing so the obviously the main tab ramos uh is their manager um that guy probably will get fired relatively soon because these dynamos suck ass this year um fafa pico maxi or rudy are the two attackers up top that are always cause minnesota problems and then mataya vera and then darwin seven are their midfielders their defenders are crap um, this is a, should be an easy win. The one thing I will point out that is different from the last time that we played Houston is that Darwin Quintero has actually been seeing the field. Um, our good friend Darwin Quintero, he started he started the last three games, um, and they have been two wins and one draw. Coincidence? Probably not. Um, Darwin Quintero does not play defense. Um, clearly did he score any of those games? Um, I believe he scored in a couple of them actually. And mm-hmm. yeah, so they, he started their game, their, the game when they ended their 16 game winless skid. And then he started the last two games after that. So, um, he's, you know, 
when he's on his game, he's one of the most, you know, talented playmakers. He creates space. Um, he creates assists. He scores goals. Again, the dude will not play a lick of defense. So, and, you know, Houston was trying to build their team around sort of a high, uh, uh, high pressing, um, create turnovers in the often, you know, in their, in their, their offensive zone. Uh, and clearly, I mean, Darwin Cotero is not that kind of player, not going to do that system, not going to play that way. And so really didn't see much of the field this year. Um, they switched over to more of like a four, two, three, one, um, with Darwin sort of playing in that one more like a lube though. like, he's able to drop and, and sort of play off play other play off of other players and play in, this, in spaces. And, you know, they've, they've, again, two <laughs> wins and a draw is not, not nothing to sneeze at, um, after, you know, uh, a 16 match win the streak. So, so yeah, so I will be interested to see if Darwin starts, uh, for Houston up in Minnesota. Um, I think it would be, that'd be really interesting. So, uh, any, any other players or things you want to mention for Houston, Jess, who are you on the lookout for? I'm tired of their faces. What's that? Sorry. No, I'm just tired of their faces. I feel like we play them every other week. Yeah. It's felt like that, at least, especially the last uh, month or so. Um, all right. So how United should play them. I, I don't think Minnesota changes up anything against these guys. I think especially if everybody's healthy, um, you play the four, two, three, one, probably again, I would even probably roll out the same, the same lump. I don't think I didn't see any injuries. I didn't see any injury reports or anything. So assuming everybody stays healthy and everything, I would just say fucking, if it ain't work, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, just to spite you, you know, that's not going to happen now because we give Inchi a real hard time about not love. Like what did our boy last week? Did that, how did that go? Okay. Are they throw them on the field? That's great. Hmm. So I think, you know, like reverse psychology because he definitely listens to our podcast because we're, <laughs> really wants to, you know, like tell it like it is. Um, maybe we're not the only ones. Anyway, no, just to spite you, I'm saying he's going to change something. You know, here's, here's the one change I actually wouldn't necessarily um, mind seeing would be to get Unu onto the pitch with these guys and um, slide Lude over to the right, which unfortunately pushes your boy Ethan Finley to the bench. Um, but he can come on in like the 60th minute or something for uh, for Unu or for Lude or for somebody as, a, as an impact sub. I think if you're if those are, I mean, we know that Adrian likes to play. He likes to put on whatever he considers his best 11 players onto the pitch, regardless of position. And he just, mm -hmm. he like just tries to jam like square pegs into round holes. So I could, mm -hmm. I could easily see him. I could easily see him. I mean, Unu had a, had a really great opportunity when he came on in like the 88th or 89th minute where he just, he just barely missed a goal. Um, had a great, a great run, a good, a good pass. I can't remember who the pass was from, but it was a good pass and a great run. And he was in on goal and he just, just missed it. Um, he was awfully close and he scored a couple of goals over the course of the last few weeks. So I could see, you know, um, Adrian trying to find a way to get Unu on to the pitch with, uh, with Lude and uh, Reynoso and Fragapane. So that's mm -hmm. the one possible change I could see happening. That would make sense. Um but otherwise, or the other possibility would be if Dotson is uh, healthy, 
having Dotson come on for Ozzy Alonso. Um, and so mm. Dotson and trap in the midfield. So I can't imagine there'll be much to change. There are a couple opportunities, I guess, if you, and Minnesota has, to be fair, Minnesota has a midweek game against DC in DC on when, next Wednesday, not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. And then they have another, another match. So another basically a three match week. Um, so you could see a little bit of rotation, especially since Houston is Houston and we should beat Houston. It shouldn't be a problem. It should be very easy. So I think there's an opportunity well, for, <laughs> right. You know, famous, how that famous, goes. famous last words and all, but um, there's, I think there might be an opportunity uh, to rotate if he, if he wants to, but I mean, you need to get three points against Houston. You can't fuck around uh, uh, with the dynamo. So, okay. So we all predicted wins. Are you, you're changing your mind on that or you? Okay. All right. So very quickly, some Liverpool news because age because uh, MJ's not here. Um, Liverpool beat <laughs> AC Milan three two in the Champions League on Wednesday. Uh, Everton did not play in the Champions League on Wednesday. Uh, Liverpool beat Crystal Palace three nothing on Saturday. Uh, Everton lost to Aston Villa three nothing on Sunday. So uh, two clubs going in completely different directions. And the final little bit of, of ne- uh, world news: uh, U.S. Women's National Team beat Paraguay, I believe, nine to nothing. They just beat the shit out of them. I think Carly Lloyd got a, a hat trick, maybe even four goals. Uh, I watched just a little bit of this game, and it was just like I didn't see it's just, that Simpsons meme where you know, stop, stop, he's already dead. That's was what I was thinking of when I was watching <laughs> Paraguay. Uh, they play again tomorrow, uh, which would be today if you're listening to this podcast uh, on Tuesday. I believe six thirty Central Time is the kickoff. Um, if you want to watch the U.S. Women uh, curb stomp Paraguay, and then uh, they'll play the South Korean national team uh, in October. And that is the, the October 26th is the U S women's national team match here at Allianz. So their next matches are in October um, against South Korea, which should be a much more uh, competitive matches for the U S women's national team. Again, these are all, these are all friendlies. So nothing really to gain from it. So, all right, Jess, we did it. We did it in under, did it in under an hour. So, well, it's weird. I guess we know who the chatty Kathy is. Well, here's the thing. When it was just me and MJ, it was under an hour. When it was just me and you, it's under an hour. Like, you know, the common denominator there is, I think, is that uh, it's the both of you guys together. <laughs> right. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, but you guys, you, you, guys, you guys all have great points. That I want to make sure everybody, you know, gets a chance to, to talk it out. So, but it was great to chat with you uh, and do a little more uh, in depth and not like, waiting on MJ and all that stuff. So, um, although we're hoping MJ get better, we want to, we want to see you on the podcast again next week. So yes. um, yeah, please rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. Uh, Dave's I know.com patreon.com slash Dave's I know I'm at TDIKMN uh, or sorry, the, the podcast is at TDIKMN, which is also, yeah, we all kind know of my, it's you kind of my, my, my burner Twitter uh, at Texas seller uh, is my personal Twitter handle. MJ is at MJ Matsui and Jess is uh, still at Jessica one, four, four, eight, zero, eight, three, nine or two. We have been the days, you know, As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it, do it, we, we, we do our thing, son. Some will pay.
paint a piece Someone spray with a machine gun It's mad work to be done uh, We, we do our thing, son, 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 son